everyone isn't that so beautiful thank you Allie Halpert for writing this beautiful version of this prayer 
Ashray, which is happy, joy, and sing it and chant it and feel it and love it two, three, four, five times a day, whenever you need to. I've been sending this song to friends who are hurting. I've been listening to it for the past few months over and over and over. And really, it's been such a joy to have Ali's music. I'll post the link in the show notes. Um, but what a gift and just having this little prayer to return to for all of us when we need a little bit of extra healing, a little bit of extra energy and vitality. Today's episode is all about the change. So we just had a new moon cycle and a new Hebrew month. The name of it is Sheshvan, but um, I don't want to focus. I want to focus today on what are we calling in and what is this new moon season from this new moon until the next one? What are we being invited to deepen? So I'm using the Kabbalah month by month. I'm using a little bit of Musar practice, which is a deep soul um, practice. Again, another layer of Kabbalah and mystical Judaism, but to layer it on with Ayurvedic teachings and just this season of our life. So one of the themes of this month is energy, the inner work of personal transformation. And the word that I'm marinating on this month from one of my Kohenet siblings, Katsira, who is helping guide me through this deeper soul practice is the word honor. And I have really never spent time. So for this practice, I'm going to spend all month marinating on honor and thinking about what honor is and feels like and shows up and what's the meaning. So I'm layering on a few different practices here. So putting it into the context of the inner work of personal transformation. So in this month, we begin to do the hard inner work of spiritual and personal transformation. It is a time of review and reflection and integration. Now, y'all know how much I talk about integration. We have so many, so much information coming at us with very little integration, ways to integrate. And so this month is about going deeper in your own life, inner and outer life, and looking for ways to integrate. Um, so we need, in order to do this, we need to let go of the old, of what is not essential and purify ourselves. So we're really able to contain the new. We do this letting go, this purifying in this integration over this month. So let me layer on a few more things. This month we pray for rain and water and we want to cleanse the earth as it prepares for winter. So we're doing that externally with just um, rainy fall days, but then we're doing it internally with, with having sacred water practices. I posted some sacred water, a sacred water practice um, outline in the Lola community network. So feel free also with a playlist um, so that you could have some sacred water time at home. So we're, so do you see how we're doing these calls to the earth, but we're also inviting them in, in our own heart. So we're doing it externally 
when it rains, getting out in the rain, walking in the rain, praying for rain, blessing the rain, and then internally in our homes with baths and showers and music and, and dance and prayer and just real deep honoring. There's that honor again. So um, this part of the year, you know, we just came off of a pretty uh, external, even though we're home for the quarantine, many of us, that we came off of new beginnings in the last moon cycles. And so now is the time for the daily routine, right? So we're not starting new school. We're already, we're usually through that part. We're already in mid-October. Um, and now we're starting to see sort of this routine that Ayurveda really is, is encouraging us to deepen. So um, I'm going to get to some of the Ayurvedic practices that really layer with this. Um, but I want to read this part from the Kabbalah teaching. Um, we need to contact the deeper resolve of the soul to go forward in our lives, even if it's painful and difficult. Sometimes this commitment to go forward in our lives is possible only when we realize we're up against the wall, that we're so unhappy in the way we're living, we're ready to do whatever it takes to change. This is often a significant turning point when we recognize that there's no escape, nowhere to run, um, nowhere to transcend, we will settle down to do the work of this moon cycle. This is a spiritual opportunity and challenge this month. And I think this just really relates to any discomfort that you're feeling at home, um, wanting things to be different, wanting to go back to quote unquote your old life or new or accept the new normal. It's really about this presence in the moment. As we find ourselves becoming more aware of and contacting the shadowy parts of ourselves during this month, we can begin to transmute them into light. What we know about what is in our awareness will change even by virtue of our awareness and acceptance of it. And that's kind of the mindfulness theory of name it to tame it. What we resist and what we deny will continue to occupy psychic space within us and will be at the mercy of our own unconsciousness. And this is a time where the veils are thin, um, which means in Ayurvedic language that this is Vata season. So we have this deep, deep connection to air, ether, the beyond all of the realms. And so our dreams are so important. Daydreaming, night dreaming, any, any time that we're floating off in the mind, there are little gems of wisdom there. We can jot them down. We can start looking for connections and we can start really making peace with what's happening in the inner life. And in, you know, this, this time of year, as we start to move more towards the darkness, there's actually this really interesting kind of way of looking at it, which is when it's dark out, we can really light ourselves from the inside out and have those candles and blessings and prayers and just kind of deep gratitude for daily life. And then in the summer, when there's so much light out, it's actually a good time to cultivate sort of um, and work with more intensity, maybe your fears or anxiety or anger um, and kind of quiet on the inside. So I want you to play with yourself, maybe even draw out, like what does the, what's the relationship between the dark and the light in the winter and the summer in your inner and outer life? What is the relationship between the sun and the moon or the shadow and the light? And what does that really mean to you? Is it something you understand at a cellular level? Is it something you need 
um, to learn more about? Is it something you want to talk with a friend about? But really asking yourself, what would this winter look and feel like if it was about orienting towards really um, stoking the fire within and cultivating the light within to be that light in your family in the dark um, or in your community even. So that will look different for all of us. And you know, there's things that we may have to work through and work with and massage and marinate on and all of that beautiful sort of like ebb and flow language around our own life experiences. If you have not metabolized and digested and integrated your life experiences, this is a great opportunity to do that. What does that mean? Pull out old pictures, look at old journals, spend time thinking through the ages and stages of your life and your development, naming these pivotal moments. You know, we did this in Deaf Doula training this summer, and I, I do it a lot actually with, um, coaching clients and, and community in, in retreats and things, because it's such an important way to find those deep connections and threads to who we are. So the next really awesome, I think, um, intention for this month is around the healing sense of smell. Mm. And this comes up kind of over and over is that this month we're really invited to use our sense of smell as a connection, as a doorway, as an opening to the soul. So what are the smells that you are surrounding yourself with? And this is where, again, our Ayurvedic practice of diffusing cinnamon or clove or putting a little bit of sandalwood on your feet, um, having essential oils or having rose water to spray your face or candles, but something that really touches your soul. Um, in purifying the sense of smell, this is from the Kabbalah book, we become sensitized to the inner essence of things. And when we do this, things become clear. We need to develop our capacity to smell, to penetrate to the essence of what is before us. Our minds tell us many things, our emotions tell us more, but the sense of smell informs us about the essence of things. And that's what we want to listen to and cultivate this month. Kabbalah teaches us that fragrance is not really a physical thing, but is connected to the soul. The more alive, the purer something is, the better its fragrance. Woo. The sense of smell is the most refined and spiritual of all the senses. The sense of smell is likened to the intuition of the soul. So this is an invitation to really pull out those oils and use them and diffuse them and feel free to always reach out for help on that because this is something I am absolutely obsessed with and makes such a difference in my own daily life. In fact, I've got this wonderful cypress, eucalyptus, cedar, vetiver candle right here. Ah, oh, so beautiful. Okay. Guidelines and goals for this month. So here's where you could grab your journal and write down these basic principles. Number one, engage in self-inquiry. I think we all know what that is and um, paying attention through journals, through emotions, through feelings, and through the rhythm of your life. Number two, own your own projections. So this is something I definitely 
think is such a beautiful layering at this time of year because we're in these relationships, we can be projecting on others, we can be deeply wanting things from others or upset about things. You know, we're angry at someone for not doing something for us, but such an opportunity for us to look and see, are we, well, are we doing this for ourselves? And, you know, when we feel like we're judging and criticizing others, how can we sort of turn it inward just to think about it, just to process it, not as a blame, not as a victim, not as a bypass, but just as a way to see what kinds of projections um, we might be uh, participating in, which is completely normal and human. Number three, develop greater trust and faith. What does that mean for you? So I'm not going to define that here. I want you to really sit in that question. What does trust and faith look like for me? Is it the earth? Is it God? Is it Jesus? Is it myself? Is what am I believing in? Is it family? Is it my family unit? Is it my ancestors? Is my trust in myself and others? Have I put trust in other people and not felt empowered by my own knowing and intuition? Number four, loving yourself unconditionally. And I'm going to do a little bit of a teaching about self-compassion to layer on with this, but I think loving yourself unconditionally is such a lifelong practice that you just, honestly, you just start by naming it. You just start by saying kind things to yourself. You just start by having that intention. Some practical recommendations that you can build on, review any of the goals that you set for yourself over the summer or that you wanted to do for the end of this year. Number two, updating your plan to go forward in your life the way you want to. What do you have control over? What do you not? We have, as of today, 72 days left of this year. So is there anything left you wanna tie up in 2020? Let's get that on the calendar. Let's map that out. And then number three, give yourself time to relax and be outdoors and meditate and rest and find a place of solitude and um, refuge within yourself. How can you become that guiding light force, inspiration, vitality, and energy for yourself first? There's two more. Number four, talking to goddess or God or intuition or nature or trees, whatever your deeper beliefs are, whatever you believe in, I want you to have conversations with them. I want you to bring them to mind in your head, in your heart. If you're not sleeping well, do that at night when you're waking up, um, but just develop that dialogue. And the last one is spending time in the natural world, particularly in places that exhibit the natural cycles. So this is where I'm just going to layer on a little bit of self-compassion and Ayurveda is on the selfcompassion.org website by Dr. Kristen Neff. She lists the three elements of self-compassion. And I think these so beautifully layer on with Ayurveda and this vata imbalance or the vata um, season, vata time of year that can throw many of us into, um, or can kind of push us into more of an imbalance. So let's just ground this a bit. So on the three elements of self-compassion, we have number one, self-kindness versus self-judgment. So based on what I just told you about this moon cycle um, intentions, very relevant, right? We got our self-kindness and our self-love. 
um, defining that and then looking at the self-judgment aspects. Again, remember we were talking about projections. Oftentimes in vata imbalances or when there's a vata dominant type, I hear a lot of this judgment versus the kindness. And it can just, it can, it's again, just another practice, another muscle that you're building. Number two, common humanity versus isolation. So this is very common in a vata imbalance is when we start to isolate ourselves so much in fear and anxiety and overwhelm that we pull back and we think it's just me. I'm the only one going through this. You can pick up on this imbalance in people's language when they say, I, 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 like I'm so sad, I'm depressed, I'm having issues with this. And there's kind of this whole energy around not really acknowledging that we are going through this. So as we always say in Ayurveda, I equals illness, we equals wellness. And so looking at the bigger we, even just using your language, even just changing your language. So let's say you're having a day, you're feeling really overwhelmed or anxious. When you're expressing this to your partner or at work or your children, you can say we as a collective are experiencing this. We are feeling this. And just see how that feels to play with. Look for the ways where you're isolating and look for the ways where you can share and normalize your experience. That's actually exactly the purpose of the Lola community is to be able to have these circles and conversations where we're normalizing our common human experience rather than isolating into that judgment or into that othering. Third element of self-compassion, mindfulness versus over-identification. So self-compassion requires taking a balanced approach to our negative emotions so that feelings are neither suppressed nor exaggerated. So mindfulness is, in this case, the way that we find the steadiness in Ayurveda where we kind of start the day with those breathing practices to say like, I'm going to call in the best elements of myself and of nature just to show up in life today, right? So mindfulness is the non-judgmental state, but of awareness. And if we wake up feeling really angry, we can name that, we can grab a journal, we can go for a walk, we can tell our loved ones, I'm feeling angry today, I might need some extra space. But then also both the evidence you know, science, Ayurveda, and Dr. Neff's work all says that there's this tendency to fear over-identification, that if we, if we name the anger or the sadness, that then we'll be so stuck in it. And actually, the reverse is true, that when we name, hey, I'm feeling angry, it, can, it loosens up the intensity of what the experience is and the emotion is. And then we're able to actually get out of it a lot, um, maybe in, in not, I don't wanna say a lot quicker, but um, in a shorter amount of time. And so these three pillars of self-compassion um, layer on so beautifully with Ayurvedic teachings of how to stay in balance during Vata season, which is being grounded, being slow, being clear, being aware, being warm, eating wet and warm food, um, taking warm baths, warm showers, honoring through sacred waters. So these are the intentions for this month. May we all just be 
full of grace and compassion for ourselves from this moon cycle to the next moon cycle. I'll close with the beautiful Allie Halpert's um, chants and prayers that I started with to close you out. May you all be safe and healthy and quote unquote happy at that deep content level with who you are in this life, in this moment, um, which is what this prayer is really inviting us to do. Yeah.